Welcome to Shruti Out Loud, a podcast where I invite guests from different walks of life to share their stories of following their passion, success, and happiness, which in turn motivates our listeners to follow their heart. Hi, Paridhi. How are you? I'm great. Thank you, first of all, for giving me the privilege to be on your platform today. So I am so privilege. I am so glad that you agreed because you know the first time we met, and you know how we met. It was in McLeod Gunge, and it was just yeah. a you know very random thing that actually happened. And since yeah. then, honestly, I just knew that you know. there is something about this girl and i just i just don't know i it it was just there you know so i'm so glad that today we are connecting on this platform we are talking about life we are talking about so many things and just my heartfelt thank you <laughs> thank you so much and i'm i'm actually it's 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 so bad that uh, we never had an opportunity to travel together again after that and i keep looking oh, yeah. at your travel stories and looking at all all the fun that you have with the girls and i feel like oh my <laughs> god why are we so far away why can we not be be traveling together i so, know yeah, but i um, think you know we'll find a way someday i'm pretty yeah. sure that you and me we have to do it once again and yep we just have to explore the world yeah. together at least some part of yes. it yes yes for sure <laughs> so i think like that should be on our agenda once all of this is over and we we rediscover the world together absolutely yeah. absolutely i'm in for it completely let's just you know wait for this thing to settle down a bit and the world should get a little less crazier and yeah, yeah. i think maybe we'll be good to go after that nice yes i'm looking forward to it so i'll well chase you for planning a trip together absolutely and maybe you know you can be my um, sort of you know my muse or my inspiration to finally make it to europe <laughs> oh <possibly>. yes <laughs> please, yeah please, please. you know possibly we can oh, pick yes. some part of it together and we'll be like okay chalo let's go totally would love it would love to take you around here so perfect all right okay. so before we dig into the conversation that we are going to dig into i would like the audience to know a bit about you so i will just you know introduce you just a little bit and then you just sort of carry it forward from there okay great yeah. so today we have paridhi who is the author of uh, a book called all we ever look for and in her words um her goal is mainly to inspire people to make a life and not just a living so from here paridhi please just take it ahead from there oh yeah sure thank you so much shruti um so i would like let's go back in time um i was struggling and always chasing the dreams can most conventional dreams like we all chase trying to get into the best college then trying to figure out the best job and then eventually I made it in 2013 to Harvard Medical School but I found myself so dissatisfied with it that I couldn't carry on with the PhD in the best school in this world that I branched out and moved back to India from Boston 
and from that moment on i just knew that i had to dedicate the rest of my life to exploring and figuring out what i really loved the most because i realized that in the most developing years uh uh back then i did not invest so much of my time and energy in figuring out what i really love instead i was just trying to focus on things that the society usually wants us to do and that's what most of us usually do so Absolutely. that's when my entrepreneurial journey started and i just started exploring the world and back in my head i somehow knew that i had to i had to had to inspire people around me to do the same because everybody was stuck in this vicious circle and they were not able to get out of it so i this book was basically written with the purpose of um, inspiring people to explore themselves and explore lives beyond the conventional system that our society really wants us to stick to Right. So, yeah, and um, so yeah, like I came back from Howard, started, uh, uh, co-founded a startup with my uh, boyfriend that time and husband now. So we <laughs> ran a startup for <laughs> around two years before the startup decided to crash really hard on us, and that's when I decided to take up a job in Singapore. and mm-hmm. start my international travels basically so i moved to singapore in 2015 and my only purpose um, to take that job up was to uh, have a paycheck that lets me travel around southeast asia because it was so beautiful in thailand and like malaysia mm-hmm. and indonesia so i was just really enamored by the whole idea of being in a different country every weekend because you're yeah. just a very cheap flight away from singapore So yeah and um, that's how like Singapore happened and Singapore I've I I've been living in Singapore I lived in Singapore from 2015 until only last year when we moved to Europe and mm-hmm. uh, while I was working in a fintech uh, company as a digital marketer and a growth hacker I decided to finally take the leap to give myself to the book 100% so I saved um enough to give myself a year where I go anywhere I wanted to go without worrying about the money or the paycheck. So I right. saved I <laughs> I banked up on the bonuses, got like some hikes on the pay and like did a lot of things, did some extra uh-huh. jobs, some like startup coaching, so but like really saved saved <laughs> and then eventually gave up my um job uh in March 2017 and took off uh, for Paris. and right. spent a year just uh, just going around and like one of the most interesting things that I did that year was farming on a vineyard in north of Italy and like I Beautiful. really <laughs> yeah I really dedicated that year to writing and then figuring out what I really liked and eventually settling wow. down with myself and then yeah that's how the book came out and that's briefly my story <laughs> All right so before we move ahead from everything that you just said i have two questions yeah so the first question is when you decided to uh, sort of you know quit on harvard how did your family take it when you just decided to come back to india what was their reaction and yeah so how how did they take it basically 
uh, they absolutely hated me by the way <laughs> and i i, I really okay. tell you all about that in the book talks about it because uh, i don't think conventional parents or like any parent would really want their child uh, to come back from something absolutely. so like such a well established place to come back and say okay i just want to explore what i want to do in life so it's it comes as a shocker for them and they so they were almost like at, at a place where they could they couldn't say that because we come we are indian parents they can't you really mm-hmm. you really can't say that but they really meant that we want to disown you right now <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it was uh, it was a long um, like really disastrous situation for them honestly it was more than an earthquake for my parents yeah. my mom uh this can't happen and why are you coming back and you're coming back you're not going back what is this going on so yeah i think but now um, i i think they're uh, now of course they are very Absolutely. happy with right now so of course it's, it's nothing none of that really matters anymore but yeah that time they hated me for sure yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right so also um so when you took this decision when you were back there and in that moment were you sort of you know maybe during some moments were you sort of torn between these two situations where possibly on one hand you were possibly thinking that okay you know what i will complete it and then i will follow my dreams and on the other hand your the other side of you it was just telling you just you know let it go and just follow your dream and you don't have to complete it so yeah. was that ever a situation and how did you yeah. handle it yeah yeah that's a good question and yeah uh, i don't think i have answered like talked about this Mm, uh, often to anybody about mm-hmm. the, how i felt but honestly yeah, i it was too much of a debate uh, going on between my good demon and bad demon inside right. me and then it was it was a constant struggle to to because it's it's it's, it's a risky situation when you decide to take such a big leap and actually branch out because from there there's no going back that's for absolutely. sure absolutely so absolutely so you have to have a reason so strong enough to convince your own self that okay if you do this then you just do this and you never ever regret doing this so you have mm-hmm. to be that strong in that situation so i used to have conversations with my professors and fellow researchers about this and then i clearly remember it was one fine day when i had spent two nights in the laboratory working on mice and mm-hmm. i was shit- scared because it was a it was this uh, particular lab was a part of a hospital massachusetts mm-hmm. general hospital and uh, so the and the whole like maybe i was sleepless for two days um mm-hmm. i felt like there were weird there was this weird energy in the lab and i i like i just wanted to get out of it and that moment i at that moment i couldn't because i had to wait until the morning and there was nobody mm-hmm. in the lab Oh, and wow. i just like i can't be just uh, killing mice all my life on an on, honestly there's this girl who i met over drinks who left mm-hmm. her phd halfway like 4 years into her phd and got a job in um, boston consulting group so i was just having a chat with her ab- about this the next week, i think the weekend after mm-hmm. and she i asked her like does it not feel bad that you've al- already invested four years into something and then you're giving up on it to take up a job why not just complete it it's just two right, or three right, more years right. 
uh, more to go. So she was so convinced with herself and she had such strong reasons that I just like resonated with her so much. She said that she can't see herself working in the hood, under the hood in the lab for another extra day. And mm. I realized, I asked myself that question that night that do I see myself working in that hood without going out and exploring anything an extra day or maybe another right. day? And my answer was no. So I mm. just, it just, yeah, it just came to me then. And I was like, no matter whoever is trying to convince me to stay, if I'm not convinced myself, there's no point staying here. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Now, of course, when I look back, I was having this uh, word with my husband that, I feel that I could have done some good to the world in the situations of COVID-19 because I was working on organ, mm-hmm. like situations like these because I was working on organ transplant and I was actually working mm-hmm. on a drug which helps uh, in longevity of an organ transplant, basically lung transplant. So oh, right, like okay. that time back then it was the, the longevity of a lung transplant, like a new lung in a system uh-huh. was 10 years. I was working on a drug which was which was going to make it 15 to 20 years. So oh, I was like, wow. yeah, in, in times like these, I do feel, yeah. but I don't feel bad. That was what was needed for me. So people can Absolutely. call me selfish. I gave into my own um, dreams or desires to give up on the lab thing. But I ha- I right. clearly hated mice for testing yeah. um, drugs on labs. Eventually, yeah. do a clinic launch for humans. So yeah, yeah. Wow, that's uh, you know that's you have said so much in such less words. To be very honest, like you have you know opened a window for all the audience to know basically that yeah, this was also one of the main reasons that you were like, no, I don't want to go ahead with this. That yeah. I don't want to you know the statement as simple as this that I don't want to kill mice. Yeah, as simple as that. So yeah. absolutely. Hmm. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So my other question from the things that you you're said. bringing back memories. <laughs> okay. What's the other question? Yeah. What's the yeah. Other question? <laughs> okay. So the other question is that could you possibly just briefly tell how your days were when you, uh you were in Paris and, you know, working in the uh, farming and all of that. So how was that? Like, how would your days go by normally? Wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to take you (laughs) to a lot of places. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So no single day was uh, similar or the same as the day before or the day after. Honestly. Mm. So in in a very simple uh, sentence because every day was so much of uh, like free flow of being whoever I wanted to be that day like if I wanted to just hang out be a cafe person and not talk to anybody sit in a corner I'd do that Uh, the other day if I just wanted to go around and be all chatty with all the people around me if I wanted to if I felt like talking to the 75 year old woman who was sitting and feeding the birds I would just sit with the the woman and just have like the best conversation in the world for two three hours and the time would just fly by so this this like this was a year where I had absolutely let gone off all control over what we should be doing in a certain rhythm in a certain day so um yeah yeah so this that's why I would say like no day was ever 
same as the other. <laughs> yeah, was- wow. Different, yeah. that's really beautiful you know uh, these like you are talking about it you have lived it but somehow i am imagining all of these things and it's making <laughs> me so happy so thank you yeah i mean like, it's I, honestly we live uh-huh. under so many foundations given by our own selves to ourselves that oh we have to do a certain thing at a certain time and honestly like i try to give a rhythm to my own body too all the time like okay uh-huh. i should be working out at this time maybe i should be eating at this time i should be having breakfast at this time but i think that particular year i just uh, you just let go like have a year like that and it's such such a beautiful feeling to have a year like that where you let go of all yeah. controls absolutely yeah. Uh, well, actually, you know, talking about this schedule and all, because I am also very, very strict with my schedules. And if I miss yeah. the first thing on my schedule on one of the days, trust me, my whole day is just done. <laughs> But yeah. recently, I heard one of the uh, episodes of uh, Boss Babe, and mm-hmm. there, uh, you know, one of the uh, basically the host, she said that. We get so used to the schedules and all that. our brain basically it goes on you know the auto mode and it stops mm. creating things so you yeah. need to still keep juggling things up yes maybe the schedule is still there but just you know juggle it up a bit and maybe yeah. one of the days just don't follow it and be like okay you know what i'm not going to do it so actually i am trying that and i am actually loving it way more <laughs> that wow, okay you know what that's let's amazing just, yeah so i think uh, the year that you gave to yourself i think schedules yeah. are important but somehow surprising yourself is equally important exactly and i, I absolutely love, would love to watch this episode that you're talking about or just listen to it if you yeah, i'd love to have the uh, link yeah. to this absolutely. it's amazing because Yeah, Paridhi, you have to start listening to Boss Babes. I'm telling you, okay. I just recently started off with these uh, women, and they are magic. Mm-hmm. Like I am not nice. kidding. And every episode is like you know, you sit with a pen and paper, and you just write down all mm-hmm. these beautiful things and inspiring, and you know, just absolutely mm-hmm. amazing. So definitely well, check nice. it out. For sure, for sure, I'm gonna do it. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> all right so now we will sort of smoothly you know glide into our next question so um all right so how does it feel like being a published author um uh okay so to be honest it feels uh, my only goal with the book was to uh to like really put it out there for people to read and right. to to have it out there for and having to like really know that people are able to find connection with the book and then when they write to me that's mm-hmm. what gives me a a bigger feeling than just like having to publish it so mm-hmm. so when somebody writes to me that they've read the whole book and this is the part that they connected with and it's so true and they're like moved and they're inspired every time somebody says or it could be even a friend like mostly initially all the books were read like the books were read by most of my friends and when people that they, they just found a different kind of connection with me again so i was reconnected mm-hmm. with certain people and some people i was connected to more than i would have ever imagined and mm-hmm. i i that that's the feeling that i really like the most and i enjoy it the most because i'm able to connect 
through the book to people in a very different way that I had ever imagined. Absolutely. So, yeah, yeah, that's that's the that's something that gives me a sense of fulfillment because that's mm-hmm. what I really aim for, and there's no beating that uh, feeling with anything. So it's it's just yeah. amazing. Yeah. Wow. So it's more about you know what happens post that what happens post yeah. people read your book and when they get in touch with you and they tell you that yeah it's i yeah. can imagine that that must be the most beautiful part actually and it's something that you know now that you have created this book it's out there yeah. it's there forever so these yeah. connections will keep finding you and i think that's absolutely amazing yeah thank you yeah. so much but yeah like it's it's an amazing feeling if you just ask like how does it feel but yeah but like being a published author with a purpose was something that was more important and that's if and that's done like when i can see it getting fulfilled it gives me a lot of fulfillment inside so yeah absolutely i still have to read your book though and i am actually you know <laughs> sort of waiting for it because for me it's yeah. more like you know books they call you Do you yep. do you get that feeling that books yeah, they, yeah, they just totally. call you you know <laughs> totally, So I know totally, your book totally. will call me but I am just sort of you know letting it call me when it yep. wants me to sort of ex- sort of you know let it be a part of my life yep. so yep. I know it's going to happen and whenever it does I am writing you a huge mail <laughs> <laughs> Sure sure and, then, and I totally possibly... believe that. Yeah 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 I I agree with uh, the sentence like what what you just said that the books call you and if you of course like you could be hanging around with a book for months and months and you might not be able to finish or like even connect with the part of the book you might just be pushing yourself through so yeah totally agree with right. it Mhm yeah so I know your book is going to call me but I'm just sort of you know <laughs> letting it aside when because you know it's books are very precious books are very 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 precious and yeah. it's okay you know even if i have to wait for a little while i am not going to force myself on the book it's not like i will you know force the book on me it's more like you know forcing myself on the book so i don't yeah. want that because i want to read it with all the respect and everything so yep yeah so whenever it happens Great. possibly a mail will follow and then we'll be getting on a you know the this call part 2 perfect i'm just <laughs> waiting for the book to call you now <laughs> i know <laughs> absolutely okay uh, yeah. all right so uh, how long did it take for you to give a final nod before publishing it because you know once it's your baby obviously you yeah. are always tweaking and you know possibly changing something yeah. or the other so yeah how did that final nod thing happen Okay so I uh, okay I'll be honest here and it really took me a long and I was like not convinced uh, I finished this book in 2017 um, by the end of 2017 around December or January 2018 yeah like that was when I wrote the last line on in the book okay. but uh, it took me like more than a year it was and I published it in uh, 2019 so like you're saying that the book needs to call you right yeah. i can relate to the same thing and i'll maybe you'll be able to get this so i wasn't able to write the final like the closing chapter of the book and mm-hmm. i just couldn't get myself to so i flew back to india i had like 
a couple of months in india then went back to singapore traveled a lot uh, stayed like figured out a good place for myself to stay and maybe this is the place where i could write life last chapter and then right. on hunting for um cafes i couldn't just write the last chapter to get it published and then i was also telling myself maybe i'm overthinking and maybe i'm not able to just give myself a 100% satisfaction that oh the book is ready you should just mm-hmm. maybe save one and just just put it out but i wasn't right. convinced myself and i don't know why like what was that holding me back but right. then um, so the thing that i did in 2017 i did it again in 2019 so like Shantanu and I uh, my husband and I we both had mm-hmm. really good jobs in Singapore but I wa- mm-hmm. like Singapore kills my creativity and I'll be honest I know that like, this can hurt a lot of people but it does like I just <laughs> have to probably because it's a very conventional concrete jungle and the conversations uh-huh. that I have with is very different from what I'll have with people here on the road or even in India so right. I uh, just couldn't get myself to write the last chapter and I just felt like like the roads of Europe or the farms were calling us and uh-huh. we had a word and we decided to give up on like really comforting jobs or a situation that we were in an amazing apartment and everything and we packed our bags and we just flew to Amsterdam in uh, July 2019. No, it was wow. in July, June to that. So hmm. that's when I was finally like when we were in Amsterdam, when we were in Europe, when we were on the road, I was finally able to really compile the last chapter and wow. <laughs> give it up. Not okay, let's put it out there and published it, it in September 2019. So yeah, uh. it took a really, hmm. <laughs> really like years. Yeah, you can call it two years from. like really having put all the pages together to finally writing right. the last chapter and compiling and giving it a final go okay publish now yeah wow hmm mm-hmm. all right so um what was uh, one of the most surprising things you learned you know when you were creating this beautiful mm-hmm. uh book or baby or whatever you want to call it basically yeah yeah so um i realized that like i always used to think i was a comfortable writer and i could write pages and pages but i realized like for anything to have a flow i needed to have something that instigates me and find that one connection with this book even though like you don't have to really give it a flow flow from the very beginning but there mm-hmm. has to be one thing that keeps coming back to you which is the soul of the book throughout the book and what will that be i i just didn't know in the beginning but it just came so easy to me and i realized that each time i was talking to a new person on the road or like this passionate really mad inspiring person could be anybody could be a musician could be an artist could be an engineer could be a scientist but the way they talked about what they really do in life or what they love and what they really like why they are so passionate about something what their reasons are they just instigated me to write and so i realized like it's the people it's it's the really passionate people about anything that motivate me uh to write more and more every day so the more i so there have been times i was in a cab um, there's uh there's this 
uh, service in Europe called Blah Blah Car. I am not sure if you if it's in India as well. It's like you can hitch a ride and you go together with six people to from one desk one place to the other. Right. So I remember like and and I've mentioned that in the in the book as well. Like everybody in the car, there were five six people. They had mm-hmm. such interesting stories to share. Somebody who was a journalist mm-hmm. and was going to like uh, capture this whole story on feminism because there was a talk going on in Madrid and this guy who was creating uh, noise music like he cre- he created some music which he called noise music which i never ever heard of but he uh-huh. makes this music with uh, like tin cans and basically anything that he can get his hands on and they pick uh-huh. them up and make makes music out of it and he talked about mm-hmm. how he learned it and where he learned it from so like all these interesting people who i met on the road were the people who actually inspired me to write every day like there was so much to write every day about these people so i used to like kind of record sometimes conversation that i would have with these people so that if they wouldn't mind otherwise i would um, always taking notes um separately on my phone so that i don't forget something that was really important about this person that shouldn't be missed in the book Wow, oh, yeah. I love that absolutely. So every day, <laughs> as you said, you know, every day was full of surprises and uh, new yeah. stories, new inspirations, something yeah. new every day, basically. Yeah, 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 totally. Like, but but it, of course, it got like tiring to an extent. I wasn't like always talking or meeting up with people every day because. it also gets tiring and also you'll accumulate so much content in your head that if you really don't translate it into paper or, or bring it on ink in paper then you will just lose track of everything that just happened so Absolutely. like i used to give my cut myself some slack and also have some spaces for myself where i was just writing for a prolonged period of time hmm wow Yeah, yeah, it must have been a very, very interesting one year, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was totally, absolutely, without doubt. I want to have another year like that, maybe when I'm a couple of years down, when yeah, yeah I'm like, oh, I've had enough of life now, and I should take yeah. a year off. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. That sounds like a plan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So, uh, as I was saying, that we have talked a bit about your journey already. but mm-hmm. you know because we have been going to and fro with questions and answers so um have we missed on anything that you would want us to know like you know the audience to know that yeah like you know this was also a part of it or this was my particular inspiration or any particular incident or anything basically that you just want mm-hmm. to share with us about your journey yeah it's interesting and i have like so many but i'll pick one <laughs> So I'm giving myself um, a second to choose which one should I pick because this is an interesting okay. question. Absolutely. Okay, so okay, I now I know which one I'm going to pick. Okay, hmm. so this is um, a woman, 82 year old woman I met in uh, this uh, suburban suburbs of Paris, 40 minutes away from Paris. She was called Joelle, uh-huh. and she didn't speak like a word of English, and I didn't speak a word of French, but. somehow i don't know how like the whole story of course it can go on it, it can become really long but yeah we found this connection and she became my french teacher so she used to like voluntarily teach me french uh, every afternoon 
and she i it's like i found a buddy in a 82 year old person and she found a friend in me so she oh. used to drive me around the most beautiful uh, countryside villages of france and take me to like beautiful art galleries and really like find a way to actually translate and communicate with me so we of course we used google uh, translate for that matter right. and she like really and her story was really inspiring because she had a husband who um left her and her kids when the kids mm-hmm. were like 5 9 and 3 years old and okay. she basically actually built herself up from that and like really she was a strong person like i just she is the epitome of the strongest woman i've ever met so she just left a mark uh, on how an individual even after going through so much in life can really enjoy life and like on the weekends you can literally see her basking in the sun in her backyard putting her nail uh-huh. paint on putting the best lipstick on and she would just like oh. relax in the sun and just talk about the sun to me and she would like say um il est soleil like the the, uh-huh. the the sun like in in french and then say joli so say joli would be like it's beautiful and life oh, is beautiful oh. and the world is beautiful and we would communicate we would just maybe spend hours uh, walking her such her one of her um, um uh daughter's husband daughter's husband who who were also of course divorced but <laughs> it's so crazy in the western world honestly like this yeah. is uh, how it works but then she used to like take care of the dog sometimes when the guy used oh. to be away some and so we would like go into the forest walking the dog for hours and hours and then we would just like be in the forest find a huge rock to sit on and just like breathe together and maybe not talk for really long or maybe talk and mm-hmm. so yeah like this was something where i found a connection and a friend in such an old person which i couldn't um, which i've never experienced ever before in my life honestly oh, and that's yeah <laughs> so she would also like sometimes make dinner get wine and she's uh-huh. the person who's actually inspired me and given me knowledge about all the really good french wines that i know so anything that i know about ah. wine right now comes from her so yes <laughs> wow that's absolutely heart melting it's so beautiful yeah it was a, it was an amazing experience to be around her for like i was there for hanging out with her for a couple of months so it was amazing yeah yeah you know you sometimes don't know obviously the for mostly for everybody basically the uncertainty and you know the fear of being an unknown um, yeah. it makes us travel in the most i would say in the most safest ways that yeah. okay you know we'll go to this place from here we'll to to da 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 and it's everything is defined but until yeah. and unless you just let yourself go you you know you that's how you end up meeting such beautiful people and making yeah. such amazing connections yeah yeah i of course like you have to let go of the fear first that uh, somebody who you'd be talking to would like there could be something wrong because so you have to be like completely free of the fears that you might have in talking to a stranger or anybody you might Absolutely. because i think fear really lets us um, like holds us back from establishing connections that we would otherwise in this world so beautifully do like we're right. always judging so, so much so yeah 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 wow 
Hmm. That's that's an amazing story, and thank you for sharing that with us. And okay. all right, so now I'm just going to say something, and you know, just speak your heart out. All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. So home away from home. Just go ahead, and you know, let your mind wander, let, let your heart wander, let your soul wander, and just talk. Um. So. Okay, honestly, uh, haven't really come across a place which I can really, really call home. But I have found connections in different parts of this world or in different people where, which I feel like I can, like whom I can confide in, and I find home in people more than in places. Mm. So I, I feel that like home is in this like. home could be different places but my home keeps moving and i really that's why like my only goal is to find the connection with the soul of this world because i feel um, home is in people instead of uh, just one particular place which i can just i can't really pick a place in this world and say okay this is the place i want to live forever and ever and i'll not move yeah. my ass from here yeah. <laughs> so yeah i haven't found a place like that so yeah That's, yeah that's my answer that's like how i feel about it home away from home hmm all right okay so now we will you know sort of oh by the way before we go ahead i have to absolutely say this once again i although i did it when we were live on instagram yeah. but this yeah line that you just said that you know soul of the world it just you know keeps You, you know just you sort of just take away my heart with that <laughs> that okay all right now you've said it <laughs> thank you so much shruti but this was an amazing opportunity to like really come on this platform thank you for letting me uh, come on your platform and talk about it it's such it's such an amazing initiative by you and i i will make sure that as much as i can i'm going to attend all your instagram lives because they are so inspiring i absolutely loved the last one i watched and mm-hmm. there's no better way to make people who are the non conventional people come together and talk about and uh, good things and inspire each other so it's such a beautiful initiative i absolutely love it and more power to you girl thank you so much thank you and i think you know this uh, this thing is there that when somebody is moving ahead you know or trying something new or following their passion a lot of people they either get a bit you know bitter or insecure or jealous so i this is the tribe that i want to build that you know just support each other support in in just by you know as you said that you will try and attend all the instagram live it's absolutely amazing and i'm so thankful for to you for saying that because this is all we need to build a better world yeah for sure and i i totally totally am with you in this journey and like anything ever you need anything in this journey and if i could really contribute even in slightest bit i would do that thank you so this much is, thank you i am really looking forward to you know to meet all these people from your tribe and possibly you know invite them yep. for some amazing conversations yeah. and yeah. that would be amazing because i know that you know i know my connection with you and i can easily trust all your connections so i yeah. am just waiting for that to happen that hey, let's hey. get you know more people crazy yeah. people bad people as you said you know 
just yeah, let's do yeah. it totally thank you so much shruti absolutely loved it coming here and it was such a privilege i would say that again thank you so much right <laughs> you're welcome i would you know we can just keep saying this again and again but yeah, <laughs> let's yeah. uh, so all right so um the next set of questions are more about your journey mm-hmm. as a writer mm-hmm. because so far now we have covered about life and uh, traveling and all of that but let's mm-hmm. take a bit deeper into your journey as a writer mm-hmm. right so um what are the common traps for aspiring writers according to you uh Okay so I can talk about my own experience like how it happened with me mm-hmm. uh initially when you um I feel like when I started writing I was trying to give everything a structure and uh I was getting trapped in the whole structural myths that I had given my like I had drawn for myself that this is a structure that I need to follow and this is a particular hour of the day that i need to write of course discipline is important and you really need to write every day otherwise you'll realize that you're losing track of things that you really wanted to document but too much of structure also um spoils creativity i feel mm-hmm. and uh, every time i try to give my i so what i did to deal with that was let let myself be like free give myself a little free flow kind of uh, writing of course right. one thing should be common it could be anything like for me it was the people i met on the road but mm-hmm. it didn't have to have a structure so much okay like for this person i have to write introduce this person in a certain way and then this is what's going to happen and then when i'm going to talk about the story so i took away the structure from it i just wrote about the flow of conversation that i had with these individuals and it could be anything and it was never really with the purpose of writing a book so i realized that i didn't want to get trapped in the structure only then i was able to uh, take the book forward and like and i and i told myself that no matter what the book comes out to be whatever it shapes mm-hmm. as we'll we can always restructure it in the end so first mm-hmm. like just go right however random or however free flow that seems to other people just right right yeah hmm. right mm-hmm. i think so yeah um so obviously you know everybody has their own i would say traps but yeah i think this is one of the common things that writers do go through and yeah yeah this is a good suggestion that you know let yourself be a little free and yeah, yeah structure all of th- these things can be worked out towards the end also but yeah absolutely just you know give yourself a little bit of direction that this is the direction that you have to take and then let mm-hmm. yourself be yeah right yeah totally yep you put it in much simpler words than i <laughs> i just you know i just sort of picked your words and just yeah basically reframed them a bit <laughs> yeah Yeah. All right. So, uh do you think a having um a big ego or ego of any kind helps or hurts the writer? I'm pretty sure that how this would go, but um if you could, you know, maybe just yeah. give some example to it. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is a tricky question, but um, okay. So what I would say that you can't really take the ego completely out of the writer or an author. Otherwise, nothing mm-hmm. would be created at all. Mm-hmm. So there, I feel like there has to be a certain balance of um, ego and also the ability to take uh, criticism in terms of you, if, like for you to grow and improvise your book or any art for that matter. Right. So right. I feel like there has to be like there's this there's this need in any art form to have a balance between ego and the ability to take criticism. And yeah, if you talk about example, then like we can talk about myself. Like if I had no faith in myself that whatever I will create will not be read or will not be heard by people, then I would not just create anything. I would just mm-hmm. like not even go out and talk about it because I'll be so underestimating my own self that I would never feel that I could ever create anything that would be loved by people. Mm-hmm. So having a bit of ego will definitely, I think it matters. But at the same time, um, I feel like when I created the book, I made 10 different people read it and also took their uh, criticisms or maybe like a certain um, suggestion that was to improvise my own book. So I had mm-hmm. to believe that my book had a scope of impro- improvisation. So, Absolutely. and I am still actually constantly changing certain things and there could be grammatical mistakes, for example, that you could make and there could be somebody mm-hmm. who's brilliant in English could be suggesting that and then why not? You Absolutely. just make those changes or use a certain word which is more powerful than the word that you used. So, yeah. Absolutely. There has to be a balance between both the things and either ego going too big or going too low, it won't really help. So you have to find out the right balance. Yes. Yep. All right. So Pariti, did you ever, ever, ever consider writing under a false name or a false identity? Just maybe just for, you know, maybe just for fun. No, (laughs) No, never. (laughs) No, never. I haven't. It's a funny question, but no, I haven't. Although I, um, like all the characters also in the book, like the names Uh that I've used, they're real because uh, I felt, uh, of course, like I I asked permission from people who I've written about because it's really important that you ask them if they're okay. But not even a single person had asked me to use a a pseudonym or like a fake name for them. So... Yeah, I never thought that, that I'll, <laughs> I'll ever write under another pen name. So, right. yeah. All mm-hmm. right. Okay, so now um, next question. So do you try more to be original with your own ideas and your own thoughts? Mm-hmm. Or do you ever sort of maybe, you know, slip and try mm-hmm. to deliver what readers want? Or do you try to strike a balance? So how does it go? Uh, Okay, so for this, of course, this is the first book that I've written. I I was on the other side, the left, like more original one. And because I re- the purpose of the book was really to just write my heart out and really find these people who find the connection back with me. Right. 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 So, so it was more uh, important for me to be more original than trying to be an author or trying to be somebody who like really thinks about okay what will this reader try to write so this this Mm -hmm. writing was like so 
important to me to find a connection with the world that I had to be original. So I would yeah. say that my writing style is more original so far, but we can definitely talk about if it goes awry or it changes a little bit. And then we try and like, maybe I try to find a balance later when I keep writing more and more. Absolutely. And as soon as your second book is out, you are coming for the next episode. <laughs> and so on and so forth. You know, possibly even when we are like 70s and 80s and, you know, hopefully this will still be going on. So, yeah. <laughs> yes, this will be going on for sure. It will be going on. So this is a beautiful initiative. It has to go on. <laughs> and, you know, your books will also keep coming in. So, yeah, absolutely. For all the audience, you know, Paridi is coming back for sure. <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying to put like compile all the poetry uh, together in one book and then publish that. So let's see when that happens, along with illustrations. So um, yeah, but oh yeah, actually, you know, I would like to actually talk about this part before skipping, uh, as in before going to the next question. So yeah. I saw in some of your Instagram posts that you add illustrations. And so oh, do yeah. you do it yourselves or how basically I want to understand the process of it? I Yeah, I just do it myself. So uh, honestly, like my mom is an artist, but I never tried mm-hmm. my hand with either sketching or painting or anything. But I don't know one fine day when the book was published, I was just doodling and I realized that, oh, why not I start uh, illustrating my own poems, like maybe a little part of it or maybe a sentence or something. And I absolutely just got myself indulged in the process and I love doing it. So now I have created like some 50 plus illustrations for my poems. So I'm trying wow. to put them together in a book and uh, let's see how that goes. <laughs> but yeah, that's the idea. Yeah, I absolutely loved all of those that, you know, it was absolutely a great idea. And I was like, oh, that's something. That's something new. That's something amazing. And that's something absolutely you know which shows the passion and feelings and everything in just one single place yeah thank you so much Shruti so loved it and I'm so looking forward to see more of it and yeah yeah absolutely you know your poetry whenever it comes out with all these illustrations I won't wait for the the book to call me in that moment I'm like okay you know what I want it I want it I want it and I'll get it (laughs) great thanks (laughs) Yeah. All right. So if you could tell your younger writing self anything, what would it be? Mm. Okay, this is a tricky question. Um yeah, I would yeah, I would uh I would just go and say that even the journal that you used to write is a book. Mm. So yeah all that you needed to do was to find that one common thread and it could be anything to tie them in a bundle together and publish it as a book wow I love that yeah so Hmm. I would tell myself like even my 12 year self or when like since whenever I'm writing I'm probably that around that time preteen yeah right wow all right Uh we end up having such you know heavy because in sometimes in just one sentence it becomes so heavy that you have to just sort of you know sit and think and then you have to realize okay you are on a call and you cannot really go on such a long (laughs) pause (laughs) so I have to sort of you know bring myself back okay no 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 right not right now I I, 
yeah, I wish like these times get uh, over and you were able to do these conversations over wine sitting like in front of people because I think that's going to be like more interesting and you like have human touch and you can hug each other and be sitting in front of each other as like real human communion. <laughs> I think I have to sort of, you know, work on that idea that because of yeah. obviously all the lockdown and everything, all of these are happening either on Instagram or or. Um, you know the audio call but maybe yeah. I will think about you know having a proper like a talk show where I yeah. will invite all the guests and you know we'll sit with a bottle of wine or maybe two or three however we need <laughs> yeah, yeah it can go on and go on, on right? <laughs> yeah. absolutely and the conversations you won't have to stop just keep yeah. going on it's okay the camera will keep recording and maybe if the battery dies out we'll wait for a little while <laughs> we'll uh, yeah. have it charge and you know get it back again so absolutely that's a great idea <laughs> totally totally and possibly yeah, you know i'm recording mm-hmm. one of the episodes with you in some part of europe for sure let's like that should be the game that plan be, absolutely <laughs> like yeah. the episode with you has to be has to be recorded that way there is no other way to it yeah maybe on a vineyard sitting um, over <laughs> the edge of a certain rock watching the sunset or something (laughs) that would be amazing we have to do it now you have just you know planted that seed and yeah we have to just watch it grow now and we have to make sure that it grows yeah for sure (laughs) all right so Paridi as a writer what would you choose as your mascot your you know um, as we say, I won't really say it in the English way, I'll say it in the Hindi way. Um, the, uh, you know, avatar or your spirit yeah. animal or something. So, yeah. what would you choose? What animal maybe, you know, you relate to the most and yeah, you would just possibly, you know, just pick it up. It can be a myth, mythical animal, anything. Basically, just go on. <laughs> so, I, uh, I uh, like you'll be able to see the reflection of this in my poetry as well. I write a lot about uh, birds and songbirds. Mm-hmm. So it's not like trying to find one, but it's just that I just relate to songbirds so much because um, I feel like songbirds have a voice to inspire people and the strength um, to really conquer and overcome any situation that they might be facing and also the freedom to be anywhere in the world. So yeah, these three things. And I, I just really, I feel like a songbird or a bird is my uh, spirit animal. Hmm. Wow, that's <laughs> that's just about right, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, oh, like when I take uh-huh. these uh, weird, I don't know, I think I took like this weird test a couple of months back or a year ago. Like, uh-huh. find out what is your spirit animal or something, although it came out to be wolf, but yeah, I've never thought uh-huh. of it. Maybe it's because of freedom or something, so yeah. <laughs> or maybe it's like you care about, like, it's a, it's a pack thing, so I'm yeah. assuming like wolves like to live in a pack, so you're like more social or something like that, so yeah. <laughs> That's interesting, actually, you know, that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Possibly that mm-hmm. is just your um, land spirit or something, you know, land spirit animal, if you, if that makes sense yeah. at all. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 sure, sure. I think that it does. So because like, I, yeah, the questions might have deciphered it based on that, like, are you you're more grounded or something like that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, possibly. But yeah, that's mm. 
definitely interesting that in your heart you are a songbird and maybe in some other world mm-hmm. in some other parallel world you are a wolf <laughs> oh yeah or maybe sure. you are just you know half wolf and half wolf songbird <laughs> oh wow that creature would be amazing to be honestly <laughs> yeah half Absolutely. bird and half so, wolf yeah right. absolutely so yeah that's a good thought to sort of you know work on maybe yeah. now i am imagining a wolf with wings wow we haven't really seen a creature mythical creature like that yeah to be yeah. honest <laughs> <laughs> well there you go you know you can just create one now you have all the oh, yes. have. <laughs> just go ahead yeah absolutely <laughs> nice all right so paridi before i let you go it's just one last question more or less so mm-hmm. do you view writing as a kind of spiritual practice uh, absolutely 100% like it's um it i think writing is or is something that purges me through and through so i can i i'm when i'm sad i'm writing most of the time and i'm just somehow really purged and i feel that all the negative energy goes out of me and it just like flies away somewhere and i'm just this really happy soul after having written everything that was in there so it totally is a spiritual um, thing for me oh, wow perfect all right so now i mm-hmm. just want you to you know share any tips any kind of encouragement any kind of inspiration for people who want to write who want to follow their dreams who just want to you know break the norms and just do things that they want to do and because unfortunately you know we now things are changing but we still come from a society where yeah it's still very much very it's this thing is still very strong that kids are supposed to lead a life you know in a particular way yeah so please just take the take this time and you know inspire those people to just be who they are yeah yeah i would i would really like say uh, i would like to say that um, it's always about risking it once and if you get out of you get yourself out of that com- comfort zone by risking it once then you become so comfortable with actually risking it that it comes so easy mm. to you and natural to you that you fall in love with the whole process of freedom of not tying yourself to certain conventional way of doing it and honestly like i would say it's not really risking risking it's us who've defined it as risking like me coming back mm. from harvard we define it as risking maybe sticking to harvard was risky because i would be compromising with my mental health then or maybe i would be compromising with something else that i really wanted to do which i wasn't able to do then i would call that a more a riskier situation than me being on the road with maybe just some money and like having amazing conversation with people and talking to people and creating art and writing so risk it once and you'll know how it tastes and there's no going back from there but you have to push yourself to risk it once and for writers i would say just write <laughs> <laughs> honestly yeah just just like there's no like a rule book for it but if you love to write just write and and put it together it just becomes something beautiful when it's put together <laughs> right absolutely yeah. you have just you know put it together so beautifully and i'm sure that our audience will 
connect with it and yeah it will just you know show them a little light and yeah you know <laughs> i am just so lost i'm at a loss of words right now because i think this conversation went so well and i am just you know sort of thinking in the future where i can see the audience connecting with it and you know in getting inspired so that's yeah. the whole idea and i would like to thank you once again for sharing these tips and you know sharing your uh, mind and you know pouring your heart out and it's absolutely yeah. beautiful and hoping to bring you back soon for more conversations <laughs> and possibly you know doing a video in europe and doing the oh, video yes. version of this episode that would be absolutely oh, yes. beautiful <laughs> oh yes shortly amazing it's going to be amazing thank you so much shruti for having me over again and yes like it was a beautiful conversation i had haven't had a beautiful and a longish conversation like this with anybody in a long time so absolutely enjoyed it absolutely i am so glad and pariti before you go could you just you know tell the audience where they can find your book and where yeah. and how can they just buy it so it's on amazon right now both a hard cover and e kindle version just look for all we ever look for and you'll be able to find it in uh, both the stores like kindle or just amazon for hard cover and uh, it's soon going to be when covid of course settles down the situation uh, we're going to have it um, in bookstores in uh, india as well perfect <laughs> absolutely perfect you know and now people know where they can read more about whatever we you know just talked about and talked about, the seed yeah. for themselves yeah <laughs> and just you know basically sort of be a part of that journey and yeah get inspired so thank you so much for sharing those details and yep, yep. i think so i would just you know <laughs> let you go now <laughs> because i honestly i don't want to keep down the phone because this conversation is just so beautiful but yes i think so we should <laughs> great thanks a lot shruti Right. I'm going to go for a run now. Bye-bye. Bye. Have a great time. Bye. Bye-bye. Shruti Outloud welcomes all stories. It can be a brand, it can be an organization, or it can be a person. The only thing common would be passion for life. Please subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Amazon Music, Gana podcast and every other platform where you can hear this please leave a review as that helps my podcast to grow thank you once again see you for the next episode bye